Hi, everyone, and welcome back to audio note number eight as we work toward this journey of selfship. And again, we're going through the six gravitational laws, the three myths, and the one truth. And this is a foundation, a baseline, as we move into some of the other elements of selfship, beginning with nature and then narrative and then getting into some frameworks. So we covered the first myth, which is inspiration. And again, the whole point of these myths is they come to us, they seduce us, they lead us away, uh, and they fuel us with this belief that they can deliver us from those six laws that we talked about. The first law was inspiration and talked about how that law, or sorry, the first myth and how that myth tends to lead us into believing in an alternate reality. It removes us from reality. And we go looking for that removal from reality. Like I said, we're in the marketplace of mythologies. That's what we're looking for. It operates like a drug. And we consistently need to come back and get that hit from inspiration. And unfortunately, so often inspiration drops us like a bad habit. And we're worse off afterwards than we were before it in some cases. The second myth draws from a completely different motivation. So the first myth is that desire to escape reality. The second myth, which I call calculation, is fueled by a desire to control. Now, as with all myths, there is tremendous value. In fact, I think part of being a responsible adult, in fact, part of self-ship to some degree is, is having some level of calculation. But in thinking through this, I was thinking about uh, this house that drive by quite a bit um, going from our town to the larger city nearby and there's a house that sits there and it's been under construction for like three years and uh, the person building it I don't from from what I gather they did not accurately calculate the cost of the house and so it it is sitting there in varying degrees of (laughs) unbuildedness that's not very very good adjective but you know what I mean um, I keep thinking as I'm driving by of the parable or the that Jesus taught or told about you know the person that you know who who when building a tower doesn't first down and sit down and calculate the cost to make sure they have enough to complete it. Now I'm not you know celebrating this person's misfortune at all. It's just that's the value of calculation. You have to think through it. Or Aristotle you know talks about a praiseworthy person abides by his calculation. That's that's a you know that's his quote like that person calculates something and sticks to it. So calculation has a tremendous amount of value. Um, In fact, if we don't calculate, we open ourselves to all kinds of vulnerabilities in life. And we ought to think through contingencies. We ought to plan ahead. We ought to count the cost and think through unforeseen circumstances that we account for. When and why would this be a myth, right? Again, inspiration is a good thing. Calculation has is a good thing as well but as with all myths calculation has this ability to seduce us and it it often comes to us and it sounds something like you know hey i can deliver you from all the cares and concerns of the world i can help insulate you Um, i can help you navigate the chaos all the confusion that surrounds you if you believe in me i will protect you you're safe with me right that's what that's what calculation sounds like And the person that is seduced by the myth comes to believe that this system, this formula, this this recipe, um, if I follow these steps, then I can help mitigate life's uncertainty. 
I can help pierce the chaos that surrounds me. And that is calculation's persuasive power. That's when it becomes a mythology. It promises a certain level of deliverance, but it can never predict for eventualities. And so eventually something breaks in, something you know transcends calculation's ability, and we come crashing back to earth. But you can see the appeal. You can see the appeal because it offers us a sense of control. Like I said, that is the motivation. That's what fuels this. And through control, we get this sense of predictability. We live in an incredibly unpredictable world. So what's not to like about calculation? Uh, I was recently working with someone, uh, a leader, I'll call her Kathy, um, and she is someone that is highly susceptible to the myth of calculation. I mean, she lived by the saying, you know, if, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I mean, that was, I heard, I've heard that quote numerous times from her. And certainly there's truth to that, as we talked about. Um, the problem was, is that because she was so under the spell of this mythology of calculation, her employees, um, even her family, found it really difficult to relate to her. I mean, she was so obsessively calculating in everything in her life. She would even admit that she saw other people as a threat to her calculations because you don't know what people are going to do, what they're going to choose, and they can undermine all of these calculations you've worked so hard to think through. Tragically, within Kathy's life, um, life entered in, and she and her husband discovered that uh, their son had developed an addiction to drugs. Um, really, really difficult situation, and but that confronted her with this reality that no amount of calculation could get her out of the situation. It couldn't help um, control her son or her circumstances. Fortunately for uh, Kathy and her husband, they did find help for her, for their son. Uh, he was open to that. Um, he wanted that. And since then, the family's healed a lot, uh, and they actually have come to see this uh, tragedy as, as essentially a gift. And Kathy personally comes to see it as a gift because it helped her recognize how she had been carried away by this mythology uh, of calculation. Now, again, just I want to sympathize with those of us that are susceptible to this. I absolutely am susceptible to this. You know, you don't have to live very long to understand that life is unpredictable. Every single person listening to this has had experiences where life entered in, just like it did with Kathy. And you can see, well, okay, I'm not going to let that happen again. So what I want to do is I'm going to build out this edifice through calculation that can insulate and protect me from the eventualities that life offers. There's some evidence, even in attachment theory, when you start going back to pre-verbal, like, infants, that they are able to essentially calculate who is safe and who is not. And I find that fast. I mean, it's fascinating and, and in some cases absolutely tragic. But there it is, right? That That is what we do when we are in an environment. We try to calculate so that we can preserve ourselves and, and be able to mitigate for the challenges that life will bring to us. So each of us has this hub of control. I mean, control is, is an illusion in some ways, but the fact is we do have control. I mean, I can control whether I 
you know, brush my teeth tonight or uh, floss or exercise or, you know, what I eat. I have control over those, right? So we do have a hub or locus of control. When the myth of calculation enters in, what ends up happening is that we believe that we can expand that hub of control into areas that we literally can't control. But under the spell of this myth, we think we can. So we think we can control our spouse, or we think we can control our children. And so we fall under that spell of of being able to control things we actually can't control. Do we have influence? Absolutely. But can we control, can we guarantee certain outcomes? Absolutely not. Um, So that is the spell of calculation when it takes hold. But calculation, again, isn't the problem. It's when I put my faith in its ability to fashion this predictable future that I've fallen under its spell. Now, as with inspiration, some of us are just predisposed toward calculation, especially uh, if your narrative includes certain elements that made you feel out of control and we'll get to that later but also your nature your actual temperament certain people just have this higher appetite for control and as we go through this process you'll start seeing where your susceptibility to these different mythologies uh, may have come from so a significant part of taking responsibility for myself and for developing selfship is that we develop this ability to make educated, wise calculations, decisions. Um, I mean, I'm just getting ready to dive into a book on money and finance and investment. That's all about calculation. So I just want to, as we close up here, just reemphasize the value of calculation. But by now you can see how this crosses over into a mythology, how this can actually captivate us, seduce us, take us away, And with that, I want to just turn to you and ask, what is your susceptibility to calculation? Are you someone that is prone to that, to falling under its spell, or are you someone that can resist it? Again, this is like developing your immune system to these mythologies so that you can recognize the value of inspiration, you can recognize the value of calculation, you can recognize the value of the next one, but not get seduced and pulled into its spell. So some of you listening to this are like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Andrew. (laughs) And, you know, some of you out there could maybe benefit from a little uh, maybe improvement in calculations, shall we say, while others are listening to this and going, oh, my gosh, I'm so guilty of this. I go through the day and I, I, I have this desire to literally control everything that comes into my environment um but and you know a lot of us are somewhere in between so wherever you are in this i just want you to consider your vulnerability as we move forward and how susceptible you are to that so as always wherever you are wherever you're tapping into this i'm just so glad that you are here look forward to picking up with myth number three in the next audio note take care